Welcome to Stop Internalizing, Bitch, a safe space podcast. Today's episode, we will be talking about the challenges of not living near your family, friends, and support system. In this episode, we will be talking about depression and anxiety. So if these topics are sensitive for you, please skip this episode and join us next week. A quick disclaimer, we are not mental health experts. We are just two friends trying to help each other and others to stop internalizing. So Jenny, you just moved. Hi. Hi. <laughs> you just moved across to a different state um, in March last year, moving away from your friends, your family, from me. Um, how was that for you? Oh man. Um, you know, it was it was exciting at first, you know, mm-hmm. going to a new state, being you know, surrounded in new people and getting to see new places. It was definitely exciting and sad at the same time, just because, you know, I do have family out here where I moved to, but I don't have many friends and all of my friends are, you know, in the same area as you. And uh, I think it was a little... I think it was a little difficult just to really understand the weight of moving to a different state. Right. But now that we're what a year, a year, almost a year into having moved and also a year into being quarantined Mm -hmm. during COVID. um, There's been a lot of time to sit and think about how far I am from friends and family. Right. Yeah, so it's been, it was. It's definitely. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely been an interesting experience to say the least. Um, but it also goes to show, like, even as being an introvert, um, friends and family and being able to be around them still is something that is needed. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, it's definitely hard for me because you are like one of my best friends and we had gotten so close, um, you know, the year before you moved. And so when you moved, it was really hard for me to kind of adjust of how I'm supposed to go through my daily day life without getting coffee or seeing you at least once a week. Um, So I definitely felt you know, the sadness that you were talking about, but it was a little different for me because I wasn't dealing with the sadness of like leaving and having to reestablish myself in a new place. But it was still, you know, hard because I talk to you for everything. I come to you with everything. Like you're my maid of honor. I come to you with wedding stuff. I There's so much that I come to you for. And it's so hard, you know, not being able to go get coffee and vent. Like we have to video chat drinking coffee or wine or things like that. Um, so it is, you know, challenging for me, but what are some of the challenges that like you have faced, like trying to reestablish and put roots somewhere else while still dealing with having so much of your support system back home? Uh, yeah, I think some difficulties that I have are definitely finding my footing, um, and finding my place here. Um, you know, usually when you move to a new place and you get a new job, it's it's a little easier because you're surrounded in people and you get to speak to your coworkers every day and, mm-hmm. you know, you get to meet new people and see new people, but moving here and also starting off as a work from home agent um, at my job and not really being able to talk to coworkers face to face. It's definitely been a little more difficult than if we weren't in quarantine. Right. So, you know, like you said earlier, having to FaceTime, you know, I FaceTime you, I FaceTime my mom. Um, and it's, it's definitely amazing that we have the technology so that we're able to do it and we're able to still see each other, even though we're like, what, 500, something like that miles away. Um, but it's, it's definitely been difficult trying to really establish myself 
in this city while also not really getting to know the people around me. Right. Yeah, I can see how that Yeah, definitely. But I mean, kind of turning it over to you, you know, we used to, if not see each other once a week, if not usually most days of the week. Mm -hmm. And at one point we were working together. So we were able to see each other daily. Um, And, you know, you're both of your best friends, if not, you know, your best friends have moved out of state. Mm -hmm. So knowing that, you know, some of the people that you're closest to don't live right down the street from you anymore. How, how have you found that difficult and how do you feel kind of having to work through having friendships in different areas and being at a distance? I mean, it's definitely been challenging for me, especially because like, even though I am pretty introverted, I do like get my strength from like hanging out with my friends And so having like you and Darcy being so far from me, like it is hard because before Darcy moved, I saw her in school. I saw her like once a day Um, after we were graduated. I saw her a lot. And then same with you. I saw you almost every day. And then like you both, you know, started your lives in a different state, which is I was happy for you guys. And, you know, really excited for you. But at the same time, like I wanted to be selfish too. And I didn't want you guys to leave. I wanted you guys to stay close. Um, because like you guys are my best friends and such a big support with me for everything that I do. Um, and I think like my greatest like difficulty with dealing with that is just like not knowing that you guys are just like a five, 10 minute drive away that if I do want to see you, you know, if I want to see you specifically, it's like an eight hour drive. If I want to go see Darcy, it's like a four hour, well, three hour drive. Um, and so it's hard depending to, on who's driving. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to, um, it's hard to come to that realization. Like I can't, we can't just get together one day and bake. We have to like plan a whole weekend or we have to do it over, you know, video chat or something like that. And I am, like you said, really grateful that we can video chat and that we do have the technology for that, but it's also not the same. Like, um, it's not the, like, if I'm really sad, I can't just go to you and get a hug and go get coffee. Um, and it's also hard too, because my parents and my sister, um, well, both my sisters don't live near me, but my parents, they live 45 minutes away. So even if I wanted to go see them, it's still a little bit of a drive, um, which 45 minutes isn't bad, but it's still like, I can't just hop over there real quick or stop there on my way home. Um, so it's hard, um. And especially because, like, I am so reliant on, like, getting, not confirmation, but, like, talking through my situations with you. It's hard. Yeah. We work different schedules. You work in the mornings, and I'm starting work as you're getting off. And so it's hard, you know, when I'm dealing with stuff because you're working, and I don't want to bug you at work. And then when I'm off and you're able to talk, I'm working. So it's like I can't, you know, sit down and talk to you. And then some weekends we're both busy some weekends I'm busy some weekends you're busy so it's hard to navigate through our different schedules now while still trying to make time for each other but it's it's gotten better and you know that's why I'm glad that we're starting the podcast because it is going to give us time to actually sit and talk to each other like we used to and still try to work through our problems together um I think it's going to be a really good thing for us and hopefully a good thing for anyone who listens to the podcast too. Um, I feel like we're, even though we're not mental health experts, I feel like we both give pretty good advice, um, like friendly advice. So I'm excited to see us work through our issues and go forward. Yeah, me too. And, you know, on, on that note, like I feel we're both, we're both pretty consistent on helping each other improve the situations that we're in and Mm -hmm. kind of work on ourselves. And I think being able to have that as something that we're both working on together and separately is definitely, I I feel definitely helps us um, kind of work through whatever the other one is going through and kind of offer a new, a new perspective and, like you said, I hope that whoever listens to this podcast or whoever follows the podcast gets that same um, 
that same effect from listening to us talk and hopefully we can interact with anyone who wants to interact as well and just help each other work through life basically yeah and how's it been like because um your niece was born last year last october and yeah so you're not there you know being the aunt that I know you want to be and it's hard I know you and your mom are really close so like I can't imagine how hard that would be for you but do you want to talk about that a little bit yeah um you know it's it's been difficult um I'm not gonna lie and you know especially with having to deal with you know my own depression and my own anxiety at times it does feel like I'm alone, although I know I'm not because I do have you and I have no other friends that are always willing to talk. And my mom is always there to answer the phone. Um, But, you know, not being around the family and not being able to see my brother, my little brother grow into, you know, a father and not being able to be there and see my niece grow up. It's, been difficult I didn't think it was going to be this difficult but it's definitely you know been a point of I wouldn't say stress but it's been a point that has had me overthinking a lot Mm -hmm. and uh I think it's I think it's very important when you're so far from friends and so far from families you know, sometimes you do feel alone and it's very important to kind of tell yourself and acknowledging yourself when you need to speak with someone and when you need to have some kind of contact, even if it's your brother or one of your friends or, you know, just somebody who has an open door for you. Right. And even though it has been difficult, I've been attempting (laughs) to learn how to ask for that help and when to ask Mm -hmm. to have someone just sit and listen to me. Right. And, you know, I noticed um, maybe this is just me being um, hypersensitive to like not being able to talk to you in person, but I've noticed that since you moved out there, a lot of times you tell me that you feel like a burden when you when I see that you tweet something or that you post something and I'm like, what's going on? So do you feel like, (laughs) do you feel like moving away has made you feel more like a burden? I think it has. I think moving away has really kind of, I feel like I'm on the outside of people's lives now because I'm not actively seeing them and I'm not actively participating in their lives. It kind of feels like I'm on the outside looking in now. So when I do have a problem or when I do need to talk about something, you know, at times I do feel like a burden. I do have to remind myself like, Hey, you might feel like a burden, but it's also your depression that might be telling you that. Right. It's not exactly that you're a burden because I know that my family cares for me and I know that you care for me and that my friends do too. But I think being away for so long and not really having like a friend to connect with here has really just made it feel like I'm on the outside looking into everyone else's lives. Yeah. I can see how you would feel that. I, I kind of feel the same way. Like when I um, like I'm feeling a certain way, like I almost don't want to bother you because I know that like, and it is my depression, you know, coming forth and talking to, I don't want to burden you or make you feel like you need to put your stuff aside to help me, even though I know that's not the dynamic that happens, but it's still like, it's hard when we can't see each other every day and just like talk about our feelings a lot of times when we do talk it's over text we really only video chat like once maybe twice a month and so it's hard when I am you know texting you and it's like either you're working or you're busy and it's like I don't get that response right away which is fine but it's like at the same time then like 
I have to work through my own thoughts because when I'm, you know, waiting for that response, then I'm starting to spiral down. Like maybe she doesn't want to talk to me. Maybe I'm bothering her. And it's, it's hard having to deal with needing your best friend when they're far away. So what has helped you living so far away from everyone? Like, has there been anything that has like helped you mentally, helped you like be happier? Yeah. Um, I think definitely taking care of my plants is something that's helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently uh, was gifted a espresso machine for Christmas. So that definitely helps out because you know how much I love coffee yeah. And just being able to kind of, you know, pull the espresso shots myself and weigh out the coffee beans. It's kind of like a form of meditation in a way because I'm so focused on it. Right. So it definitely kind of brings me back down and it grounds me. Um, also, I've been trying to meditate again. Mm-hmm. I know, um, you know, back when I still lived. Um, can we say the city in Reno? Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I still lived in Reno, you know, when I was having hard times, I would really kind of just center myself and bring myself back down to meditating. And mm-hmm. uh, that's definitely helped me out a lot to just to get out of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, being being away from everyone and not having like so much human contact, um, it definitely puts you in your head a lot. And right. you just it's like you can't stop thinking and having these little things like watering my plants, um, pulling espresso shots or sitting down a li- and meditating a little bit, it definitely grounds me a little. Mm-hmm. So I'm very appreciative of the things that I do have that can bring me back down and out of my head. Right. Um, and what about for you? What, you know, what have you been doing that's kept you out of your head and that's helped kind of bring back that joy to you um I think mainly you know because last July I did start teaching um Mm -hmm. and so I feel like doing that like just throwing myself into like educating my students on like massage and like doing just all this different stuff like I feel like um that's helped me a lot especially because our classes like at most are just eight days and then we go into a new like a new modality basically and so mm-hmm. I feel like that constant change has like kept me and kept my mind really like occupied. So I haven't really like thought about like, holy shit, my best friends are hours away from me. Um, and so that's been really helpful. And then like we adopted um, a kitten last September. So she keeps me on my toes a lot and definitely, you know, helps me be happier. Um, definitely has improved my like, my life and um, my mental health, it's, you know, hard to be sad when she's around. But other than that, you know, like, just really trying to focus a lot on myself, like I've been trying to read more, I've been trying to um, just do things that make me happy, um, that I used to do a lot and kind of fell Mm -hmm. out of habit with. Yeah. Um, But I feel like too, you know, I meditate a lot. And I feel like that helps me too. But also just like knowing that like, if I do really need you or really need Darcy, like I can just like call you guys or I can like ask if you guys want a video chat, Um, especially on the weekends, like, cause we are all free usually on the weekend. So it kind of makes it nice, like a little ritual almost. And then I became friends with um, one of my coworkers from the school. And then she introduced me to like her roommates. And so now we're all like great friends and, having them in my life has been you know, really helpful because like we do um hang out like almost every Friday um you know we're like each other's like quarantine bubble so we don't see yeah. a lot of people except each other but um it's it's nice having you know friends that I can you know go see with and even though we connect on such a different level than you and I connect um it's still like such a good and like positive wholesome relationship that that's been helping me a lot too um so those are just like some of the things that helped me I'm sure there's more that if I really you know sat down to think about I can make a giant list of things that I've been doing differently but it's still it's still hard some days knowing that um knowing that like 
your so far. Um, especially cause you know, like I was saying earlier, we did get so close the year before you left and then, mm-hmm. um, you weren't even supposed to move right away. Um, yeah. it, you know, you went out there for your birthday and then shutdown happened. And then it's like, you came back to get your stuff and then you never came back again. Um, except to visit. And yeah, <laughs> it was such a sudden, um, such a sudden change. And I, I do feel like it happened the way that it needed to, yeah. um, for you, for me. Um, like we did, I think need this, um, not because like our friendship was bad or anything, but I think by you moving, it is, it has made our friendship stronger. Um, and it's, you know, really shown me like, I mean, I always knew that like we were strong people, but I feel like now that we can't rely on each other so much, I feel like it's just showing us really, especially showing me how, how strong we are. Like I knew we were strong before, but this is just like a testament of like, even though we deal with like our daily um, depression and anxiety and stuff like that, like we're still pushing through every day. We're still trying to make the best out of it. And that's really inspiring and cool to me to kind of see, see that and see, like how much you've grown since moving out there and stuff. Yeah. And I mean, adding to that, I think we've also learned how to be vulnerable with each other at a Mm -hmm. distance, which in its own way also I feel makes us strong because just in general, it's difficult to be vulnerable with people Mm -hmm. when you're face to face and we were able to become vulnerable with each other face to face, but we've also, been able to become vulnerable with each other over FaceTime or even Mm -hmm. over phone calls, which is, I feel is difficult because you're not actually spending that one-on-one time with someone and it's just over a video call. So being able to be vulnerable with each other, I feel is definitely a huge one up for us. And I feel it really shows us just how strong we are because I feel vulnerability itself definitely also um, adds to a person's strength. Right. Yeah, I can agree with that. And you know that I'm not like a super, I don't put myself in vulnerable positions. Like I don't like talking about how I feel, which is ironic since we're starting this podcast. Yeah. Um, I don't, (laughs) I don't like opening myself up to people Um, and I think it really shows how strong our friendship is too, because I was able to open up to you in person, but now, even though, you know, I can't see you and I can't see your expressions and you can't see mine most of the time, like, I feel like it has really showed us how strong, like our friendship and our commitment is to each other and to our, like, to building our friendship, um, because we're still able to, like you said, be vulnerable with each other and, there are times where there's topics that I feel like it's easier to talk to you about now that I don't have to like look you in your eyeballs. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But then there's also topics like when we're talking about my wedding, it's hard not being able to like go get lunch or go do something or even coming back to my place and just like sitting down and like hammering out, you know, the, the ideas that I want, especially because, you know, Quentin's, just like we'll make the plans and I'll tell you what I want to change and stuff like that. He wants me yeah. to formulate it. And so it's like, I'm planning this wedding and it, it's hard. Cause even Darcy, she's the next person that I asked. Um, so you guys are the only two in my bridal party for right now. And it's like, you guys are both so far away and it's, it's hard. Cause I want you guys there when I try on wedding dresses and I want to be there when you guys start looking for like your bridesmaids and maid of honor dresses. So it's like, definitely that's a challenge in itself. Um, that's a whole new, you know, experience for me. I've never had to plan a wedding. I've never, you know, looked for a wedding dress for myself. So now that I'm going to be doing that, it's going to be like a whole new terrain of how are we going to do this when you're, however many miles away yeah I mean even going into right now how you know COVID is and lockdown is Mm -hmm. people well brides aren't allowed to bring their bridesmaids in with them when they're trying on their dresses like they have to watch them do it through the window which in itself is kind of sucky but you know I get it Mm -hmm. so even even if you do start to try on dresses 
through COVID and with everything going on, like one, we can always FaceTime, True. which I'm sure we can all make the time if we can't make it down to wherever you are. True. Um, but I think, I, th- I think the way you're feeling towards not having to plan a wedding with your friends being so far away is definitely valid because a lot of brides do have like a live-in support system or a lot of brides do have a support system that is a 10 minute drive from them. Right. So the way you feel is definitely valid and knowing, knowing you um, and knowing myself and knowing Darcy, I know we're always going to find a way to work around it. Yeah, that's true. You know, hearing that does make me feel better. um, Good. (laughs) Because a lot of times I do, like, just get so down about it, especially just because Quentin is just, like, a go-with-the-flow kind of person. And just wants me to, you know, do what's going to make me happy. It's hard, you know, like, because I have so many ideas that it's hard to narrow them down. But I do know that, like, I mean, every time I text you and I'm, like, maid of honor question, like, you're always within seconds responding, which, um, does help a lot. Um, and, you know, bringing up COVID too, like, I think going through the motion of shutdown and then going into the different phases and then going backwards and forwards and backwards and then the possibility of a second shutdown and just all of that has been really hard too. Um, especially because I am, you know, high risk and, Uh, I don't know if you remember, but last May when I was having a really hard time working with the public, you were one of the main ones that was like, you need to do what's going to be best for not only your physical health, but your mental health too. And it was hard for me to come to the conclusion to be like, I need to step away from work right now because I'm, I'm, you know, having panic attacks every day. I'm freaking out every time someone gets within a few feet of me. Um, And it was hard going through COVID and going through all of that and knowing that like you were in California. So like the cases in California were so much worse than they are in Nevada. And so it was hard to not to focus on myself, but also like it was hard to, not worry you with my worry um like it would have been different if we were in each other's quarantine bubbles and seeing each other and knowing that you know we're okay and that we're not you know in the thick of it but there was times too where I would see how high um like Los Angeles's cases were and knowing that you're so close to there like it was really worrying for me to know that like something could happen to you or your partner because of this like scary ass disease. Um, and then shut down, you know, I felt so isolated from everyone cause I wasn't seeing anyone. I wasn't seeing my family. I wasn't seeing any friends. The only time I really went out was to go grocery shopping. Um, and so I feel like COVID really pushed me to that limit of like, you will be fine on your alone. You can get through it alone. But there was still times where in shutdown, I was like, I can't do this. I'm not seeing anyone like going stir crazy. Um, yeah. And that was really hard, especially because again, you weren't, you weren't able to be in my quarantine bubble. Um, but how was it for you, you know, being in shutdown and being in a state that had such high numbers? Honestly, it was scary for a while. Um, You know, when I did come up here in March of last year for my birthday, COVID itself still wasn't a big thing in the U.S. People weren't really scared about the disease. People weren't really read up on it. And they thought it was just happening to a few people throughout the United States. Right. And, um, you know, we went to an amusement park on my birthday and then within a few days the amusement park itself was closed down because of COVID lockdowns Mm -hmm. so knowing that we were in the area when Los Angeles started to gain traction in the number of people infected with COVID it was really scary even out here like even if I'm an hour out of Los Angeles like it's still 
it's still the entire state that's locked down. Mm-hmm. Like beaches were closed, um, restaurants closed down. No one was able to, you know, go out and enjoy each other. And um, there was even a curfew mm-hmm. put on the city. Like you couldn't be out after a certain time. It was definitely scary and not having too many people in our COVID bubble, like you mentioned, like it was just my partner and I in each other's bubble. And whenever we went out, it was just, it was definitely like anxiety inducing in a way mm-hmm. because it's, it's like, who are we going to come into contact if we go grocery shopping? Right. Who are we going to come into contact when we go pick up the necessities? Like for a while there, we couldn't even find toilet paper. Right. Everything was, you know, off the shelves and, when we went grocery shopping, we were like, okay, why is everyone freaking out? And then a few months later, we figured, we figured out that LA had LA and California itself had so many cases. Mm -hmm. Um, And even in Nevada, like I know, you know, one of your family members just recently had a COVID scare Mm -hmm. and being so far away from you and not being able to be there for you physically was definitely difficult as well, because I know you were scared. Yeah. And being so far out of a distance, it's hard to be there for one another when these things happen. Right. Yeah, that has the COVID scare in my family has been um, really hard for me. Um, It was my mom and my mom's been in the hospital for a little over a week um, at the time of recording this. And it's or a day over a week, but same thing. And it's been, um, you know, really hard because normally when my mom's in the hospital, I'm there as often as I can. Mm -hmm. Um, But now with COVID and with my working schedule, it's like, I can't be there as often as I can. Um, If I go, then my stepdad can't go. And if he goes, then I can't go. We're the only two that can visit her. And it's, it's hard. And then it's hard when, you know, your hugs just hit different. And it's hard when I can't go see you and go hug you and, you know, cry into your shoulder Um, luckily I do have such an understanding partner and, um, I do have understanding friends out here, but it's, it's different when it's like your best friend that you can't go see. It's different when, um, you know, you desperately need to like, just be like held by your best friend for a little bit and you can't be, um, that's like the hardest thing for me is like knowing that if I did need to see you, it wouldn't be in person. It would have to be over like zoom or over facebook messenger and um it's challenging for sure but i do like appreciate that like the distance has made us stronger like every time we do come back together it's like even though we talk so often we have still so much to catch each other up on and we still you know get together like nothing has changed yeah um so that has been like a blessing too with all this is that like no matter what i know that as soon as you come into town or whenever i get to go out there to visit that it's going to be like, nothing has changed. And, you know, you're in a new place that I've never even heard of till you moved there. I know. (laughs) same. (laughs) So it'll be so nice, you know, to go out there and try all these places that you guys have been trying and, you know, just be in a different like environment. Um, so that's like exciting too. It's something to look forward to. Um, but yeah. And I was super excited for you to come out here. Also, um, you know, we're literally like 10 minutes away from any beach, honestly. And even with lockdown, you know, a lot of the small businesses out here have been trying extremely hard to still keep up on in other businesses and make sure they're still able to stay open and their doors are still able to stay open. Right. And, um, you know, there's this one coffee shop that I absolutely love out here. Um, it's called singing sun. Mm-hmm. And when lockdown first happened, they actually had like this little window built into their front door so they could mm-hmm. still serve coffee to the locals and keep their doors open, but not have like, not have that contact with somebody who you know, might have come into contact with someone else who had the disease. Right. So when you come out here, 
I hope you're not overwhelmed with the amount of places I'm going to be taking you to. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I look forward to it. I definitely miss the days where we would just go around and plant shop and get coffee. Boba and coffee. Yeah, boba. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be definitely really exciting. And it'll be exciting to, you know, letting um, our partners get together too, because they do enjoy their company too. And although they might not feel the effects of, the long distance relationship. I know when we do all get together, it's like such a like breath of fresh air and such a relief. Yeah. So that'll be really cool. Um, so we've talked about each other a lot and yes. it's been, you know, with us being so far away, but I want to talk a little bit more about how it's been being away from like your mom and your brother. Um, I know we touched on it a little bit, but I do want to dive a little bit deeper into that. Yeah, so, you know, I'm very, I'm very close to my mom and my brother. Um, And my mom just recently lost her dad to COVID. Right. And that was also difficult because I couldn't be there for her. I couldn't, I couldn't sit with her and I couldn't just like let her work through her grief. Mm -hmm. And even with her being um, a high risk person because she unfortunately does have a history of catching pneumonia a couple times a year um it's hard for me to travel to her I know at the beginning of all of this I flew down there for a little bit and I had to fly through uh San Francisco International and LAX and just being worried that if I sat in the wrong seat I could come home and my mom could potentially catch it Right. So wanting to visit family and wanting to visit friends, but being in a quarantine state makes it a little more difficult to want to go and visit Um, because currently I am working from home. So if I wanted to go visit, I could take my work with me essentially, but knowing that I could possibly pass it on to somebody it doesn't make me want to go and visit anyone because they're not in my COVID bubble and we haven't been quarantined together for a year right so being so far away from them and you know having just seen my niece recently also it's definitely been difficult and I can't imagine how others might feel with having family members who are, you know, currently hospitalized because of COVID and not being able to see them at all, or people having lost immediate family members because of it. And even being in different States, like, yeah, I might be, you know, an eight hour drive away or a four hour flight away, but other people also have family members who are across the country or another on other um, countries themselves. Mm -hmm. So although it's, although it's been difficult for me, I can also, you know, respect how difficult it might be for my neighbor whose say parents are in Mexico and, you know, even cases in Mexico are pretty bad at the moment as well. Right. But yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely been, an experience although not all positive um it's it's been intense yeah yeah what makes you feel like like what do you do to make you feel closer to your mom other than visiting her um we do tend to facetime uh we facetime maybe once or twice a week um i mean that's really that's really all we can do Um, you know, right now, especially because she works a full-time job, I work a full-time job. And Mm -hmm. if she comes out here and she flies and she runs the risk of, um, catching COVID. And so I think just FaceTiming, I mean, the other day I just, she called me and I kind of just walked around, talked to her, showed her my plants. And she was like, wow, you know, my mom, she's like, oh my God, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I can definitely hear Patty saying that. <laughs> like, wow, so beautiful. <laughs> so I think I think just FaceTiming definitely keeps me close to her. And unfortunately, that's 
what we have to go off of right now. Right. Yeah, it'll be nice when things go back to somewhat normalcy so we can, you know, visit each other without the fear of like, are we bringing something with us or, um, you know, visit each other with stores being open and things being, you know, somewhat back to the way it was. Um, I don't think we'll ever get back to completely how it used to be. Yeah, exactly. COVID did rock so many people's lives and did rock, you know, the nation. Um, But it'll be really nice when we can get together again and not worry that we are bringing, you know, possibly deadly disease to each other. Um, It's been hard for you to not be with your friends, but then to also work from home um, yes. especially because you did you know come from a job where your co-workers were all and I'm saying this because I worked there too but you're, because your co-workers <laughs> were all you know that we all talked to each other we all interacted with each other um, do you feel like that has you know alienated you a little bit from what you were hoping when you took the job Oh, yeah, of course. Um, you know, we came, well, I, we came from a place where, you know, everyone that I worked with, I loved everyone. You know, I felt super close to everyone. And we always had a good time when we were in the office. And even I think the last month that I worked there, I had to work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, because I did come to visit during my birthday, I was still employed there. And my supervisor had reached out and was like, Hey, since you were recently at that amusement park and Mm -hmm. you're in California, we think it's best if you quarantine for the next two weeks. So don't worry about coming into the office. You can just work from home. And then that turned into them completely closing down the office because the shutdown happened in Reno. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, well, I guess this is fine. And, you know, I, I had went to interview for my current position. Um, I think the, maybe a day before we went to this amusement park and I hadn't heard anything from them. So I thought, you know, maybe with the shutdown, they're not hiring anyone on right now. Mm-hmm. And in April, I finally heard from them. They said they wanted to offer me the job. So of course I took it. And like you said earlier, it kind of all just happened so fast because yeah. I originally came down here just, for my birthday and I was supposed to go back to Reno and all of a sudden I found myself being offered a job and mm-hmm. I mean, I could not take it, you right. know? Um, it was, I felt like I needed it for my career growth and uh, I was super excited to meet my coworkers and super excited to see who I would be working with. And fortunately I was able to meet my supervisor Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, it's all just been, you know, over, over Microsoft teams and it's, right. it's really hard to build a connection with your coworkers mm-hmm. when you're just video chatting or when you're just, um, you know, sending messages back and forth. So right. being a work from home agent without, being able to meet your coworkers and meet who you're working with and meet your higher ups mm-hmm. can feel alienating um, because you only have a certain amount of connection to work off of. Right. And it's been a challenge. I won't lie. And some days I feel very inadequate for my job um (laughs) and some days I feel like maybe taking the job itself might not have been in my best interest but I also remind myself that a lot of the reason that I feel this way is because I haven't been able to have any kind of in-office connection with anyone right And um, I've been reading a couple of books, of course, uh, to try and help me through that. It's just like uh, the positivity bus where I just recently found my lost credit card. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Start with why. So just books like that have definitely helped with my feelings towards working from home. 
Um, it's a challenge, but we're hoping that once lockdown eases up and we're able to go back into the office, things will get a little bit better. And um, first we were supposed to go back in March mm-hmm. of this year. Uh, that's not happening. And then we were supposed to go back in May. And now they're talking about not having us back in the office until September. Okay. So it's going on a year now of working from home at a new company where I'm still trying to find my footing. Right. So it's, it's been a challenge, but we're getting there. And I know with you also, you started your teaching job during Mm -hmm. lockdown, right? Um, Nevada wasn't locked down when I started, but we still have had and have um, pretty strict, um, you know, social distancing guidelines and just COVID guidelines. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's difficult because I do teach massage. So that is a hands-on, you know, course that is very um, um, personable, I guess. And it's hard to talk to someone and try to get to know them when you're also worried like are you bringing something into the school yeah it's hard to make sure that you know when people are talking that they constantly make sure that their mask isn't falling below their nose and um it's you know I'm reminding them make sure you wipe down your desks make sure you wipe down and sanitize this make sure you sanitize your hands and um massage therapy in general is a very clean field because we do, you know, have so many cleaning procedures in between clients and stuff like that, but it's like, so more enhanced now. And it was hard originally because, you know, you get the people that don't believe in it Mm -hmm. and it's hard to be the authoritative figure and telling someone like, you need to wear your mask. And then trying to explain that, like, even if they aren't doing it for themselves, they need to do it for me because I am high risk. And it's, it took a while for me to be comfortable being like, I'm not comfortable with your mask falling down. You need to make sure that it's staying up. And um, it was definitely an adjustment period, especially too, because it was my first teaching job, but I am really grateful because I was trained by two amazing different um, teachers and I was able to um, really get my footing before I, you know, took on the role that I took on. And I, wouldn't have changed anything about it. I think it happened the way that it needed to happen. Um, but it's still like I, this last class, um, I was so excited to teach deep tissue. That is like my favorite modality. And Mm -hmm. it was hard for me because I had 17, 16 students enrolled. And with the 16 students, we had to do social distancing because that's too many for the um, building that we have for the class that we have. And so I had to split up my class And it was hard for me because I had, you know, my original students and then I had new students coming in and it was hard to be like, well, these new students are not going to experience my full teaching. And um, my older students, I had four that this was their last class with me. So that was definitely a challenge with itself. And um, there was a lot of times where I was texting you, you know, complaining about how hard it was and how difficult it was trying to figure this out. Um, But I was so you know, grateful that, um, that I was able to reach out to you with everything. And, um, even when I would be, you know, complaining about something with my job, you were just there to listen. Um, so that was really helpful for me because it was really hard for me to start a new job. And then when I became close with, um, my coworker and her roommates, Mm -hmm. it was hard for me to do that. Um, because, you know, even though I wanted more friends out here because I really, you know, you and Darcy left, so I didn't have that many friends out here. It was hard for me to get close to someone because I knew that you didn't have anyone that you could, that you didn't have coworkers that you could hang out with. You didn't have coworkers that eventually became your quarantine bubble. And so it was almost like my empathy started to kick in and I was like, I can't be friends with people. Jenny doesn't have friends. No. I know it was such a ridiculous like thought and I know it was funny though because we were actually um with our quarantine bubble we were actually like drinking on Halloween 
And um, I, you know, 22 years, 23 years old, however old I am. Um, and I got drunk and was, you know, talking about you, you know, oh not God. talking about some stupid thing. I was talking about like my best friend and Stop, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it was refreshing because my friends, they loved hearing me talk about you and they loved the connection, the friendship that we had. And so that was kind of the turning point of me to be like, okay, it's okay if I have friends. Yes. And kind of like not thinking selfishly, but starting to think more about myself because yeah. I know like eventually that will fall into line with you. But it was still really hard for me at the beginning to accept that. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can always have friends, you know, yeah. always be here. Well, no one will replace you. So I don't know. I think uh, Aspie's coming real close. <laughs> oh yeah. My cat is coming so close to replacing you. She doesn't even like coffee. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I definitely understand it, you know, because I feel like my move was very sudden. Um, and then having Darcy so far away also, you know, you, you might be an introvert, but you definitely love having your interaction with people. I do. I, I'm. What's what's the term? Uh, ambivert, something like that. A- ambivert, I think. Yeah, so. something, Some, like something that. along those lines. I definitely fall in that category, <laughs> and it's like even you know, beginning of 2020, I got really close with our friends Nick and Sam, mm-hmm. and it was hard because then shutdown happened, and so like the majority of our friendship with Nick and Sam has been very digital. Um, We were friends in uh, 2019 too, but like we got really close in January of 2020. And I remember we were um, all like having a sleepover um, and it was really great. We were talking about how 2020 was going to be our year and all this stuff. And um it was hard because I was forming a new relationship and then it was like, I can't see you now for six months or however long the shutdown was. And 2020 was like, Nope, not this year. Honestly, they were like, try again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But honestly, like it was nice knowing that like we made friends with Nick and Sam and that we got close with them when we did, because that friendship has now progressed so far into, you know, now we're two months, almost three into 2021. And it's like, we started a plant group together, um, the yeah. four of us, Darcy, you, me, and Sam. And, you know, I, I know that I can reach out to them for anything and that I can, you know, that you guys are there for me. And that's really like, it's hard to find, <clears throat> especially when you guys are so far from each other. Like it is hard to maintain relationships and, you know, foreshadowing to a previous ep- or to a future episode it's hard in adult friendships to maintain communication and to maintain that that, connection, that connection and that openness with each other. So I am, you know, really blessed that I do have the three of you um, that I, you know, connect on, on such a different level. Um, But yeah, (laughs) Um, before, you know, we start to get close to wrapping up the episode do you have anything else you want to say do you have any um advice for the listeners um that is a very good question so I think my advice just kind of going through moving to a new state and moving away from the people I'm closest to and then going into a lockdown and make sure that you make time to have a conversation with the people you're closest to, even if it's a quick 10 minute conversation, even if it's a quick 20, even if you're on the phone for an hour, two hours, make that time to try to connect with them because that connection is definitely something that's going to get you through those times where you might feel lonely. Mm -hmm. Um. And also just try and pick up some hobbies. Uh, I know plants were my hobby before I left Reno, but they're still my hobby. I love to look into them. 
I love to buy plants, even though sometimes I might bring them home and uh, they might have some bugs, <laughs> fiddle leaves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no diss. Uh, but yeah, find a hobby. Make some time for the people that you care about. Make some time for the people you know care about you. Um, it'll definitely help out in the long run and help with you feeling not so lonely most of the time. Yeah. Nice. I think if I had any advice to say, um, this would be like to all the people who are like me, who have a really hard time talking about their feelings and have a hard time being vulnerable. Um, I think my advice would be allow yourself to find a way to be vulnerable with the people that care about you. Um, one of the main things that helps me be vulnerable with, um, my friends is just letting them talk to me about anything and then talking to them even if it's not about something serious like slowly yeah. building up that um that trust in them that they won't take you know what I'm telling them and twist it around on me or they won't um you know take it to hurt me um and then just really like being there in the moment um, it's really easy for me um, when I'm not talking to you or when I'm not, um, you know, interacting with someone, like it's really easy for me to disassociate a lot. And so like, it's important for me to remember to like be there. Um, if I'm like, if I see something that reminds me of one of my friends, I'm not just going to be like, laugh at it and then keep scrolling. Like I'm going to be present enough to be like, okay, I'm going to send this to them. Cause I think they'll find it funny. Like, you know, I send you TikToks and memes, like no All other day, every All day, day. <laughs> multiple TikToks <laughs> in like four minutes. Um, but definitely like take the time to be vulnerable with your friends. Cause it's going to help you in the long run. And it's going to help your friendship in the long run. Like, I think if we wouldn't have worked together, we wouldn't have been as close as we were. And if we wouldn't have worked together, we, you saw me get so frustrated at work. You saw me get um, really high off work and you got to see me in so many different emotions in a professional experience or professional way that then it was easier for me to come to you with more personal matters. And, um, part of that was just, you know, allowing myself to let you be there for me. Yes. Um, and that's like the biggest thing. Yeah. That's the biggest thing, especially when dealing with, um, a friend who lives so far is just like allowing yourself to let that person be there for you. And that goes for like Jenny too, how she always says that she's a burden. She has to allow <laughs> <laughs> no shade. Um, she has to allow herself to let me be there for her. Yes. Um, but that's the advice that I have, whether you want to take it or leave it, that's completely up to you. <laughs> um, I love it. <laughs> but we would love, you know, to interact with anyone who has listened to the podcast. If you guys have anything that you want to hear next week's episode or you want to send in some of your own stories of having a long distance best friend we would love to hear you guys um and hear your guys' stories and you know grow some friendships with you guys so you know we'll link all of our um social medias in the descriptions and make sure that we share um the podcast on all of our social media so you guys can find us easier but this is just your reminder to stop, stop internalizing, internalizing bitch. bitch have a great day everyone
Thank you.